0: Listen, it's something you're quite good at, and I have to give it to you. I have no way of telling how long you've personally lent me your ear, but it's certainly been longer than the duration that I've lent you mine. So strange is our relationship, and that it barely exists at all. So why then this praise? I am no demon, no angel, no god. Just a man. Always have been, always will be. The way I've structured some of my... Teachings, no. Uh, stories. The way I've structured some of my stories, you might get the impression that I myself am, I guess, a telepathic. That couldn't be farther from the truth. I, last time I checked, have no special abilities of any kind. If I went to go and read someone's thoughts, I'd have to orchestrate a breach of the science facilities at Procyon for one of their prototype readers. Then use that to interpret the electrical signals in someone's mind, same as anyone else. The only difference between me and you is that I have blundered and spoke my way into the point where planning such a heist is easily within my influence, but that is influence once again gained through mundane means. I am nothing more than a run-of-the-mill sapient, a mind attached to legs, walking through the chaos of the cosmos and being tempted by my frailty as all of us are. So the dreams, eh? What then? The conversations I've seemingly had with the bizarre beings which stalk the edges of human civilization, perhaps I've made them up. Some of them I certainly made up. Some of those that I've made up I've been pretty blatant in telling you that I fabricated. The stories regarding the trinity of nihilism come to mind. Like I've said, it is often easier to warm ideas into people's heads when you cover them in a fine coating of a story, but I have, to my knowledge, had conversations with some of the more... Um, apocalyptic creatures of known space. This is true. How, if I'm just a human? Another creature wouldn't dare open up a conversation with the warden for fear of the usual inside outing that happens to the the people the the beast considers below his notice. Then how? How could I possibly be telling the truth? I don't know for certain. I only have supposition. And from that supposition, I am... lucky, powerful and blessed in the same sense of the rich kid inheriting money by happenstance and not by skill or labor. I have told you about my childhood, no, my dinky little life as the only son of the ruling magistrates of a backwater planet full of refugees, yes. I haven't told you much, because I don't remember much, but that story of the lost of Erie, the one that approached me in my dreams begging for asylum from its broken world, The one that appeared in the kitchen at my behest. The one that frightened me into accidentally killing my mother. That whole story, yet just the best story? Yeah, I I think that's where my curse was first laid. My brief encounter with that exile left a certain stench on me that the other Averi could detect, one that critically was also smellable by the servants of the Unforsaken or the scions of the children. So I became interesting to them by virtue of chance encounter. How else? Do you think that factions of interdimensional exiles and the very guards of heaven would care for some wandering, murderous orphan? There would have been hundreds of people like myself in the universe, all of us destined by logical progression to drug abuse and abandon. There was nothing else about me to attract them, just the past. So they found me again and again. First out of curiosity, then out of care. Each and every visit left more stench about my mind. I just happened to be intelligent, resourceful, and most importantly, of all, lucky enough to be able to use it. By harnessing the anger and love in my mind, the hatred I had for the present, the hope for the future, I bandied together myself with others of the for the cause of reformation. One person became three, three became a hundred, a hundred became a thousand, and so on always doing things just well enough to keep the movement going, feeding off the failure and inequities of modern society, of which were legion. It was only then that you could say the beings would find me of real interest in anything other than my scent. Humanity is but a parcel of sapience in one universe in infinity, smaller than a grain of sand on the largest Centaurian beach. But these beings, though great in comparison to us, are still small on that beach as well. So changes in that one grain of sand are bound to disrupt the others, intrigue them, a rising star, a piece of this civilization which knows of them, which talks about them, which plans to use the meager resources of humanity to stall and perhaps, hopefully, end their game. An interesting, if not concerning, development for the great demons of our existence. And as such, they always came to me, not the other way around. None willing to kill me, although many of them could, simply because it makes no sense to. My death would upset the present balance of power, turn my followers against whatever beast created my demise, make the feeble forces of humanity take to one side or the other. And though we may be gnats compared to giants, a handful of biting, distracting gnats is all that it takes for one giant to stumble and the other to gain a permanent upper hand. So they talk to me and do not kill me. You can say that I'm blessed or cursed or whatever. I wouldn't be able to say myself. It's an odd existence, being the free-willed pawn, but I can't say it's a terrible one.